Hi guys, I'm Dana Hanbeli, and this is something to consider. Creativity. Do you ever wonder how someone gets labeled as a creative? Or look at a group of people and think, damn, they've got it. They're so gifted or are massively talented as creatives. I was thinking about this as I was drafting the vision statement of my company, as I start to prepare myself for the daunting task of recruiting talent. I did something different this time, where I actually didn't focus on the skill set or the job title. I only wrote down the personality traits that I envisioned to be part of my team. I started to have some fun with the roles, and I got really specific down to the kind of humor, attitude, lifestyle, and candor they would have as individuals. The more I started to think about the dynamic of my team, the more excited I got about the possibilities around the output of what we could do. It actually got to a point where I swear to you, I was smiling and almost chuckling at the thoughts of the conversations that we would have in the future. And it sent a surge of adrenaline to my head. And I actually started pacing around the room wondering what I would have to do to get a team like this excited about working with me. Creativity has to be one of the best ideas that has been branded in our minds. We're drawn to it in strange ways and forget that while magical in nature, it can actually be quite subjective. We're drawn to its energy, its mystery, the way it makes us feel when we see it in others. We romanticize the search for it, and we use it as the underlying excuse for someone to act a specific way. I'm sure you've heard it. Oh, don't mind the attitude, he's a creative. Or, let her be, she's a creative and they're sensitive souls. And their emotions need to be cradled by the rest of us so that they may create. You know what I'm talking about, right? The privilege of being labeled a creative somehow grants you permission to act as you please in the name of quote-unquote creation. And the rest of us less fortunate have to tiptoe around you and sometimes accept mediocrity in output because even our ability to judge the work has been tainted by the branding of you being a creative. Well, I'm here to tell you that none of that is true. It is just what we've been made to believe is true for reasons that I'm not completely sure of yet, so if you do have any sort of theories, do reach out and let me know. I would be interested to hear your points of view. You see, creativity is not a binary idea of either you have it or you don't. I think everyone's creative. And it isn't so much this illustrious, unattainable nature that exists within a chosen elite, even though that is completely how it's been marketed to us. It's actually to put it simply, a skill. It is something that can be refined, grown, polished, and even taught. Creativity has been positioned as this unique club that you almost have to get invited into before claiming to be part of. It's worn as a badge of honor by the accomplished in the eyes of a broader collective who have deemed them worthy of praise and admiration. But I would define creativity as the cultivated skill of problem solving. Not sexy enough? Okay, I'll try again. Plato and Socrates define creativity as the result of divine inspiration. It comes when a muse breathes into a creative person, sending him or her into a temporary state of madness. Wait, I got another one for you from my new best friend, ChatGPT. Creativity is the seductive dance of imagination and innovation, an alluring force that ignites passion and inspires the senses. Even ChatGPT's got a little philosopher in her. All right, back to my definition. Creativity as the cultivated skill of problem solving. It actually is as simple as that. 
I've been working with creatives and surrounded by them my entire life. I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but throughout school, I used to take theater classes. This meant that from the young age of six years old, all the way up to 18, I was in some sort of drama or theater program, and I was always on stage. I loved acting. I loved performance. I loved the theater. My dream was to be on stage and play pretend all day. I make it a point to surround myself with people who have gone through similar experiences, whether it is a love for theater or movies. I love talking about it. I love going to watch it. And the arts in general, I find to be such a beautiful avenue of expression and creativity. As I grew up and matured, a lot of the skills that I learned as part of my immersion into the arts, I took with me into design school and then my career and then my business and so on. Creativity is a skill that requires cultivation. And the best example of creativity in real life is one of the most human acts someone can experience. Lying. Okay, go with me on this. Lying is actually very interesting as a notion. We call it imagination as children, and the older we get, it becomes lying. But to test this theory out, try hanging out with a five-year-old for an evening. It is incredible to see how their ability to come up with ideas and articulate them to anyone willing to listen can go on forever. They have this natural instinct to create worlds and ideas that don't exist, or come up with stories that are so out of this world, you cannot help but slow down and listen. Obviously, I'm not condoning lying here, but it is a proof point that we can all collectively agree on that people are in fact creative by nature. Everyone is a creative, and I don't think that creativity comes from just one environment. It comes from something much deeper than one's own environment. It comes from having something to say. Now, this is quite a profound thought if you think about it. It's an uncomfortable question to think about if, you're, if you were being asked. Having something to say is a core driver of the human nature of creativity. Having something to say requires you to look at a problem or an opportunity or an idea that sends your brain into a warped roller coaster of heightened emotion, which in itself is a beautiful high. And if you're like me, you chase this feeling because it feels so good. Sometimes you can't even see straight, much less think straight in this state of thinking. But it is a process, it is a force, and if you hang out with people who understand this form of expression, of creativity, you'll find that part of the beauty of this experience is that your contextual limitations like time, ego, and other earthly distractions just disappear. This, my friends, is a state that many refer to as flow, a concept that's been credited to a Hungarian psychologist whose name I may butcher, but hopefully I won't. I've written it phonetically, Mihai Csikszent Mihai. He's known as the architect of flow. I'll make sure to write it down somewhere for you guys. Mihai was known for his work on happiness and creativity and spent years writing on the topic of flow. He once said, the self expands through acts of self-forgetfulness. He defined flow as being completely involved in an activity for its own sake. The ego falls away, time flies, every action, movement, and thought follows inevitably from the previous one, just like playing jazz. Your whole being is involved and you're using your skills to the utmost. 
He also said to overcome anxieties and depressions of contemporary life, individuals must become independent of the social environment to the degree that they no longer respond exclusively in terms of its rewards and punishments. To achieve such autonomy, a person has to learn to provide rewards for themselves. They have to develop the ability to find enjoyment and purpose regardless of external circumstances. I love this because it speaks to this notion that cultivating creativity comes from a space of allowing yourself the opportunity to experience life to its fullest, to immerse yourself in all that it has to offer. Love, happiness, fear, anger, frustration, wonder, awe, empathy, guilt, shame, gratitude, envy, pride, regret, disappointment, pain, excitement, relief, loneliness, betrayal, resilience, grief, and the list goes on forever. We are, as people, products of our context. We are descendants of someone. We all have something in us that is waiting to erupt and explode. And a big part of living the journey of life to its fullest comes from figuring out what avenue you choose to be able to express that. Is it through art? Movies, commercials, shows, painting, sculpting, building? Is it through business? Entrepreneurship, branding, product development? Is it through performance, singing, acting, miming, yoga? Is it through love, partnership, raising a child, helping others, serving the world? For me, cultivating my own creativity has always been through writing and conversation. I never felt as understood as I feel when I reflect back on my own thoughts on a piece of paper. It helps me feel seen, heard, and very human, especially because it removes the element of judgment we so often fear. In conversations, I saw depth in everything. Some would say to an annoying degree. But it was a vehicle that would challenge the way I would see something and how I would feel about something. The constant search for meaning and nuance consumes my thought process and sends me into a state of flow where my avenues always change and evolve. For example, as a child, it was playing make-believe. As a teenager, it was being on stage performing. As a young adult, it became design. As a professional, it became strategy and brand building. And today, it has become something that I'm kind of still trying to define and figure out, but my purpose stays the same. I was watching one of my favorite movies the other day about this exact topic. Funny enough, it was an animation and created by the movie-making genius of Disney and Pixar. The movie's called Soul, S-O-U-L. It's the story of a middle school band teacher whose dream is to be a musician, but life doesn't go as planned and he dies too soon. Don't worry, I didn't spoil anything. This all happens in the first 15 minutes. And in an adventure to the afterlife or whatever it is that you want to call it, his path takes him through a journey to discover the true meaning of passion, joy, and what it really means to have soul. Anyways, a character in the movie named Moonwind gives Joe, the main character, some good advice at some point. He says, The zone is enjoyable, but when that joy becomes an obsession, one becomes disconnected from life. I think that sometimes this disconnection comes as a result from falling victim to our circumstance. You know, life happens to us all, but we as individuals decide how we want to take what happens and channel it using our inner creativity into having something to say. 
I find that those who harden as a result of life experiences and fall victim to disconnection are the ones that I actually fear the most. Not because they're bad people, but because they've allowed for fear to dictate how they navigate the world. And with that comes an energy that potentially can infect everything that it touches. And as people who are creative, or maybe I should say chose to embrace their inner artist, we seek validation from those around us in a variety of different ways. We do. It is a completely human thing to want, by the way, and to seek. The negative part of validation is relying on it solely as a means of self-worth, and there is a distinct difference. But validation from others is important because we don't live in individual, disconnected worlds from each other. We're humans that collectively need each other. It takes a village, remember? That phrase didn't come from nowhere. It comes from the security we receive as a collective species that helps us flourish together. So imagine all you are surrounded by are the hardened. The people who have chosen to stay victim to their circumstance and perpetuate negativity at a degree that is so unbearable, you actually physically feel the shift in energy when you leave their sphere. It is such a waste. It is such a waste to become that person and it is such a waste to be around that person. And what's interesting about that person is that they feed off of the energy you radiate in your state of flow, creative output, or need for expression. They suck you dry in order to continue to exist as they are. And you're left wondering what happened. This trail of thought seems to have taken up a mind of its own. The intention here isn't to be depressing or complain. In fact, it is important for people like this to exist as they do help us appreciate the counterpart we probably aspire to. Long story short, life and everything that comes with it in some shape or form comes with opportunities for cultivation of your creativity and finding ways to use it as opposed to letting it mold you into something that you are not is one of the most beautiful things to experience. I almost feel like there's this invisible contract we sign when we start our lives here on earth where we agree to trade trauma for wisdom and I kind of like the idea of that. And the more I think, write, and talk about it, the more I see myself growing and putting new things out there into the world. I was actually speaking to someone the other day. It was at an event, and he was telling me that his mentor told him that the more you share things, the more you are forced to create. And I loved that as an idea. What a yummy, delicious way to think of this concept of sharing. When we usually think of the concept of sharing, it's usually associated to giving something away or giving something up. Even if it isn't something physical and it's purely symbolic, like your privacy or a specific secret. But in this notion of sharing and putting things out there, it in turn puts you back into a cycle of creation and thought. Again, which brings light to this idea of internal creativity exists within us and is just thirsty for cultivation. The more I invest in understanding myself, my body, my mind, my thoughts, the more I actually appreciate what I already have in order to really live a full life. Everything I ever needed to survive and thrive already exists within me. And my existence in this world is an opportunity to indulge in things that can sharpen uncover, understand, challenge me to be better in ways that are creative and where the avenues of expression are endless. I have this motto for the way I choose to live life. I saw it graffitied somewhere on one of my trips and it kind of just stuck with me. Stand for something, 
or step aside. I love this statement because it speaks volumes of why having something to say and figuring out how to say it is such an important part of understanding one's own purpose in life. The world we live in is complex and we've fallen into this strange matrix-like state of existing where we rely on trends and external forces to tell us how to live better, how to live longer, and how that will lead to happiness and possibly virtue. The more we rely on these trends or forces to define life for us, the longer we stay in the cycle of thinking something outside of you is going to solve your problems or our problems as a collective of humans on earth. There has to come a point in the near future where we all just stop this madness and start being accountable for the choices that we make and honest about where those choices have actually led us today. Life is not simple. It is complex by design. Stop selling simplicity as the answer to something you don't understand because it easily becomes a constant reminder of where we fall short when we are told this. The world is complex and our feelings and thoughts about them are valid and important to use as a means of cultivating our creativity and learning how to navigate life. Actually, you know what is simple? Love. Love. Love is simple. It is so powerful in its simplicity that it actually overrules complexity. We just have our definitions confused because we are so conditional about giving and receiving love. We forget that it comes in so many forms to allow for the experience of it in different ways. I love love. It is incredible. And what a source of all forms of mental, physical, emotional development. No wonder it's such a wonder. I am consistently in awe of how love continues to teach me things. It's like this never-ending cycle of beautiful, difficult, profound lessons. So after thinking about how creativity is such an innate part of our existence and how I really want to surround myself with people who agree or at least have interesting things for me to consider on the topic, I want to end this episode with a nod to my new avenues of expression that I've discovered and completely embraced, the beauty of which comes from how new and different they are to what I'm used to as mediums. Content creation is an avenue to writing that is so much fun. If you think about it, technology has done wonders to the notion of democratizing the expression of creativity, where it's less reliant on skill set and more reliant on, say it with me, what you have to say. I have become the director of my own experiences in the making, which is an empowering idea of taking ownership of my life and all that I'm experiencing. And not in a way where I want this to become this play-by-play docu-series reality show of my life. That's, that's not my intention. But more of an edited version of something that might be able to provide value when shared. Even if that value is just feeling a little less alone in the world after hearing that someone else is kind of going through the same thing. I love constructing ways to remember those moments and lessons. They're proving to be a source of inspiration in more ways than one. So here are some tips on cultivating your creativity and becoming a world-renowned force of expression. One, no, I'm just kidding. I have no tips on this. I am no authority on cultivation and awakening your insides, nor do I think any authority exists. I think it's all on you. So just allow yourself to live, go, flow, fall in love, fall out of love travel, meet people, 
talk to people, cry, cry some more, relax, meditate, get in arguments, get angry, hate a little bit, get anxious, find peace, let yourself get bored. These are all very human experiences that are necessary to flourish and express. My takeaway from this episode on creativity is to leave space for your inner voice to discover and express. Find ways to commit to cultivating your own creativity and then express it intentionally in ways that just cannot be ignored. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to thank you for the privilege of your time and ask if the content did resonate with you, if you would please subscribe, follow, like, comment, and share this podcast wherever you listen to it, as I am trying to grow this platform. And it would help me immensely if you did. I'm loving hearing your feedback on the content and receiving all of your messages and questions. I'm trying to find ways to address them through my content, so bear with me, but rest assured that I am listening too. I welcome you to reach out with any feedback. I would love to hear it all. In the meantime, I hope you found something to consider.